This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, we warned you, the Arkansas Sports Conjunction has arrived. What a crazy weekend it was for Arkansas sports. Razorback basketball getting selected as a four seed to play Vermont in the NCAA tournament. Spring football kicking off for the Razorbacks inside the stadium. They had a big prospect weekend, and Arkansas baseball uh, swept UIC. We're going to talk about all that and more with Danny West and Curtis Wilkerson on Hog Sports Live. I'm not going to go through everything again today, but I do want to mention today's the last day we're doing our 50% off sale at Hog Sports. Uh, just to break that down, it's a dollar three a week for Hog Sports. It's four forty-eight a month and billed at just fifty-three dollars and seventy cents for the entire year. This offer is also upgradable for our monthly subscribers. So if you're on a monthly plan right now, you can also sign up for Hog Sports um, and uh, and upgrade to a, a yearly at half off. So it's a great offer. It ends today at 10.59 p.m. Central Daylight Time. It's daylight time now. So be sure to go to Hogsport, sign up. There's no promo code or anything. But, you know, if I just mentioned everything that's going on right now. So it's a great time. And you also have the option to sign up for one month for a dollar if you want to test it out. But it's just it's a great time to sign up with spring football. And you can read all of my opinions and analysis on Arkansas's two-hour practice. Uh, looks like everything's going to be open to the media this spring. So we're going to have a lot of great coverage from spring football. Curtis Wilkerson right now is – uh, well, he's about to be on location in Buffalo. He was in Tampa for your SEC basketball coverage. Uh, he's going to be everywhere Arkansas is uh, with the basketball team. Uh, and then, of course, we've got all our baseball coverage. And we're going to talk to Danny West here in a little bit, too. We're going to get to Curtis first, though. But I just wanted to talk a, a little bit about some of the things that I saw uh, with the football program. We're going to talk about that first before we get to Curtis. Uh, but first of all, the thing that stands out about this team to me is they look like they haven't missed a beat. It looks like their last practice or game was a week ago, not two and a half months ago. I mean, they just jumped right in there and started running plays. Everybody knew what to do. It was crisp. I thought it was a really good start for them. Now, they weren't – they were in spiders, which is just the little padding underneath the shoulder pads and stuff, so it wasn't full pads. Uh, they were inside the stadium. Obviously, we know there's not going to be a red-white game. I don't know why they're – Working in the stadium so much more right now, but that's the plan. They have to be out of there. I think the last practice is the 16th. That's the open practice. Then they got to get ready for Garth Brooks. It's a big, massive stage and all this stuff. So I guess it's going to take about a week for them to put that together. But Arkansas's last practice will be uh, April April 23rd, so the day before Garth Brooks. So the, th- the second thing that stands out to me about this team is just the size. And I'm not just talking about the offensive line and the defensive line, but just the overall size of this team is really impressive, I think you know, from just about every position group now. We're going to talk about the newcomers and stuff too. But, uh, you know, just looking at this offensive line, the second team offensive line, the second group that they trotted out there, averages six foot six, 339 pounds. That's including a center in Marcus Henderson, 
who average, who weighs 287. So you take Marcus Henderson out and the guards and tackles the, those four players average out to 6'6", 352 pounds. This might be <laughs> – this is as big an offensive line as Arkansas has ever had. What's, what's also wild is there's a battle at left tackle, okay? It's Luke Jones and it's Devon Manuel. Devon Manuel is 6'9", 360-something pounds. But him, him, him and Dalton Wagner, who's going to be the right tackle – it, Wagner's also 6'9". Those two guys average at 6'9", 352. You could have 6'9", 352 averaged out on both, at both tackle spots. It's crazy. Dwight McLeathern jumped out to me early. It wasn't so much visually as hearing him. He was uh, very loud. <laughs> he had something to say to everybody who, who tried to complete a pass on him. Um, he was, he was talking a lot of trash. And I think, you know, just kind of letting people know who he is. He's a solidly built 6'2", 182. I think his height and weight is probably pretty accurate. He was rolling with the second group. I think it's just a matter of time before we see him with the first group. You can read more of my opinions, a little more in depth on all these guys at, at Hog Sports, as well as a depth chart that goes about four deep based on, you know, who they're rolling in and out and stuff uh, in practice. Drew Sanders looks like he has on TV. You've, you may have seen his video. I mean, he's a big athletic linebacker. Rolling with the second group, I think we're going to see a rotation there of Bumper Pool and Chris Paul, who are the, with the first group today, and Drew Sanders, although I think Sanders ends up emerging as a starter for them. 6'5", 232, moves well. Jaden Hazelwood, I'd give him all a 6'3", uh, 211, as he's listed. I thought he looked really, really quick for a guy that size. Uh, made some really nice uh, catches in team. Uh, including one that was a slant, and then he just stopped on a dime and did like this swim move and, and cut it upfield. Uh, but, you know, he's rolling with the second group too. And, again, I think that's there's a bit of a symbolic gesture of like, hey, this isn't just going to be given to you. You're going to have to earn your spot on the first team. As we talked about a little bit, those three defensive tackles last year, excuse me, three defensive linemen last year, they came in in fall camp and were all part of the third team. So they all, you know, eventually moved up kind of earning their way. Landon Jackson was out there. He wasn't participating. He's, he's got an injury. Uh, he's 6'7", 275. If you had told me to guess what his weight is, it's 255. That's what I would guess. And that's just because he – I mean, he's still a big dude. I don't mean to say he's lean or anything like that because he's filled out. But he doesn't look 275. He looks 6'7", but he doesn't look 275. I always thought that was a good thing when a guy doesn't look as big as he actually is. But he's, he's out right now. I'm not sure what kind of work he might be getting later. Latavius Brini, 6'2", 211. Yeah, he's a big dude. Uh, going to work weak side safety. Going to work uh, a little nickelback. But uh, he's a good-looking good looking guy back out, out there. Uh, Cade Fortin, uh, the, the walk-on transfer quarterback, um, had some nice passes. He had a couple of wobbly passes. He had one that was really nice, a deep ball to Chris Harris. Uh, he was like the fourth quarterback coming in. Obviously, Cade Renfro was doing a little bit of stuff handing off, but he wasn't in a helmet or anything. He's coming off that ACL. But uh, Cade Fortin uh, threw a really nice deep ball to Chris Harris. It wasn't caught. It was actually defended by Kewan Parker, but it was about as good as you could throw it. Just, you know, in the little bit of action that I saw him. Now the offensive lineman. Marion Harris is 6'7", 362. And, again, another guy. I mean, he looks huge. But if you said he was, you know, three – 30 or 340 or something, you know, I would believe you. He doesn't look like – he doesn't look bad. <laughs> it's a good-looking 362 at 6'7". He's probably not like as boxy 
built as Takias Crawford, but they, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Takias. He's also a couple inches taller, so maybe that's why. But uh, he was working second team right guard and third team right tackle. So he was getting a little bit of extra work yesterday. Andrew Chambly, I mean, he actually looks lean compared to some of these other guys out there that, you know, but we're talking about 350, 360-pound guys, <laughs> some of them. Uh, he is a prototype-looking left tackle at 6'6", 311. Really, I mean, looks, and I say like he looks, he actually looks like he's been in college a couple of years, just the way he's built. Um, Cody Kennedy, I was watching him coach him up a little bit, talking about some of the steps that, you know, that he was teaching him. And, you know, after you get him down, you got to get him smooth, kind of like a dance, you know, just kind of talking about how he wants him to progress. Uh, I really like the looks of Jordan Crook at linebacker, six foot 227. The name that jumped out to me, it's an old one for me, Jamel Harris, I think class of 99 at Arkansas. Uh, it kind of reminded me of him a little bit, uh, just the way he's put together. This guy hasn't missed many times in the weight room. Um, big, strong-looking legs. Uh, he's a guy that I, just on the look of him, you know, you kind of get the feeling that he might have a future. Uh, Rashad DeBinion, saw him a little bit. Kind of remind me in size of about T.J. Hammonds. J.J. Hollingsworth was bigger than I expected, broader than I expected. My first thought with Tyrus Washington, the tight end, was who's number eight? That guy looks good. Jalen Lewis, Eli Henderson, Max Fletcher, Eli Stein, didn't didn't watch them a whole lot. Um, did watch Lewis a little bit, and I actually uh, thought he moved pretty well. But uh, Malik Chavis was back working at cornerback. Bumper pool had an interception off the tip pass on K.J. Jefferson. It's the only interception I saw. I thought Raheem Sanders looked really fast today, uh, yesterday, not today. Uh, but I thought he looked really fast. Uh, he had a sweep that was, you know, basically untouched. You could really see his speed. Marco Avant was out there practicing. Good to see him. Healthy, I guess. He didn't look like he was, you know, bothered by anything. But Pittman had mentioned that he was a little bit limited. I saw uh, Luke Hotz out there. Joey Sua, some other recruits were out there watching today. Uh, and the injury update, you had uh, – like, I, I've got the depth chart here, and everybody's like, where's this guy? But uh, as we know, you know, uh, Landon Jackson uh, is, is going to be limited this spring. Manny Powell coming off an ACL. Cade Renfro coming off an ACL. Quincy McAdoo watched from the sideline. He's also got an injury. Uh, uh, Dominic Johnson is uh, coming off, I think, a surgery. Uh, maybe he'll be back later this spring. Ladarius Bishop was out. That was unexpected. Keelan Burrell, that was unexpected. He was out. Zach Zymus was unexpected being out. Uh, Dax Courtney's obviously out. And James Joyner. I did not see uh, Joyner out there. So, a few of my thoughts from Razorback Spring Football. And, again, you can read that. I've got a VIP article. It's, I don't know, 1,700 words or something, just breaking down everything that I saw. And, again, it sounds like we're going to have really good access to spring football this year. Just the media, the the public gets April 16th, so they have an open practice then. But um, if you want to read my thoughts basically every day after practice and uh, watch our you know videos and all that stuff in full, then uh, sign up at Hog Sports and get this coverage in addition to everything else we offer. All right. I want to get to Curtis Wilkerson. So, Arkansas obviously being selected in the NCAA tournament yesterday, as expected. Got this 50% 50 off graphic. I guess we'll leave it up there so you know. So, Arkansas is plus 4,275 to win it all. So, not not terrific odds, but uh, crazy things happen. Let's see what old Curtis has to say about things. Curtis has been really busy with traveling and everything from Tampa. He's – Basin out of hey, St. Trey. Louis. Curtis, how you doing, man? I was just uh, telling everybody everything you've been up to lately with 
you're in St. Louis, so uh, you're you're just kind of basing, stationing out of there. Easier ways to get flights, a little cheaper deal. You got some family up there. So, uh, what do you think of Arkansas's uh, seed and the opponent, Vermont? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm I'm doing good. Appreciate you asking. Yeah, St. Louis is kind of the the NCAA tournament hub, so that's nice. But uh, the seed, I mean, it's that's pretty much exactly what I expected. I think what everyone expected. You know, coming into it, uh, there was some into the NC, uh, the SEC tournament. There's some question as to whether or not Arkansas could maybe play its way up to a three, or mm-hmm. if they lost to LSU, would it drop them to a five? Uh, those things are pretty much set barring something crazy in those conference tournaments. So the four beat is not a surprise. Uh, and, and quite honestly, uh, being matched up with Vermont is not a surprise. I, mm-hmm. I told you. The oh, other you had day, it ready. I, you, I mean, you had five man. minutes after the, it's announced, you've got a tail of the tape breakdown of Vermont <laughs> and Arkansas and how they match up with Arkansas. You were, you were ready for that matchup. I, I felt I felt pretty good about my bracketologist skills this time around. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was a little prepared for a handful of teams, but you know, Vermont and Chattanooga and South Dakota State; those are the three that I, I really zeroed in on and did a lot of work in advance for. So, uh, it, from that sense, I was happy it was Vermont. But you know, you look at it uh, that that's going to be a tricky team. You know, obviously they're kind of the the sexy pick to pull an upset. Mm-hmm. You hear all the talking heads already going off about it. I and, like that though. Um, I like it too. I, I really do. And you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting matchup for Arkansas. Obviously uh, they're the better team, but Vermont is red hot. You know, mm. they, they've won a lot of games in a row, uh, but you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, listen, they've got a great record. They've played 20 of their games against quad four opponents. Mm. And, and, you know, so this is going to be a different animal for them. Uh, obviously a team that shoots it. Well, they've got eight different guys who've hit more than 23s this season. Uh, you know, Arkansas is really good defending the three-point line in SEC play, but two out of their last three games, they've kind of gotten torched from deep. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to tighten up some things on that front and, you know, lock in on a couple of Vermont's better players. They've got a really good post in Ryan Davis, uh, an off-guard in Chengdu. Those two guys can really score at both over 16 points per game. They both shoot over 40% three. So I would imagine they're going to be the keys to the scouting report. Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. You can follow Curtis at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's a great follow this time of year. I mean, if you want, if you're if you like Razorback basketball and you're not following Curtis Wilkerson, then you're just not doing it right. So, Curtis, uh, Arkansas. I mean, it's an interesting bracket. I mean, like you you see you see uh, you know Duke in there, of course Gonzaga, uh, Alabama's in there. Um, who else they got in there? Um, Oh, UConn would be a possible second-round matchup for them, the five seed. Mm-hmm. UConn's playing well. Is this just uh, – is it the names that are a little bit scary, or is it is it actually uh, a, a really one of the tougher brackets? You know, it's crazy that you say that. I, I do think that there's some, some name shock maybe mm-hmm. to this particular bracket. Uh, UConn is – they're going to be – that's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, you know, I, I think one that obviously Arkansas could win, but it is interesting – uh, geographically, it's what kind of kills me. You know, Arkansas gets assigned to the West region. Mm-hmm. They in wind Buffalo. up in Buffalo <laughs> the first weekend. They're the higher seed. They're basically playing, you know, two road games to start off. Not that mm-hmm. that Vermont is necessarily going to have a huge following, but UConn might. Yeah, UConn, uh, so, absolutely. You know, that's that's kind of a, a little bit of a disadvantage there. You know, if you're the Razorbacks, so that's an interesting matchup. But yeah, you mentioned some of those others. You know, Duke. 
on pretty much any given year, if you look at your bracket, you see Duke in there, you're going, oh, man, mm-hmm. it's not good. But they're vulnerable. And, yeah, I mean, it, this is a team that struggles on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you know, they got pounded in their last home game against North Carolina. They got, they got beat up on a little bit in the ACC tournament. Uh, that's a very beatable Duke team in, in Coach K's last year. I can't think of anything I'd rather see than Arkansas to, to be the ones to knock that guy out. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be awesome, you know, if they made it to that point. Texas Tech is a team in the bracket uh, that has caught my eye. You know, obviously Chris Beard moved on, but you know, with Mark Adams, they kind of haven't missed a beat in terms of the way they defend. Uh, they pulled a lot of guys out of the transfer portal last summer that I, I was really hoping Arkansas might get. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I look at this bracket outside of Gonzaga, they're the top, you know, number one overall seed, and you have to play them in San Francisco, which would be a you know cross country three time zone difference of a flight to, to go face those guys, that would be uh, probably not a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually like the way Arkansas matches up with them. And, you know, I think outside of Gonzaga, you look at Arkansas, you look at Texas Tech, and, and those are two teams in that particular bracket that I think have a good shot to make a run. Curtis, if Arkansas doesn't get really the two-man game going with Jalen Williams and J.D. Note, because it's been off a little bit here lately. Yeah. Um, but especially Note, you know, only having five points his first game with, without double digits. Uh, what what What's going on there? you think there's a little bit of, of fatigue hitting down the stretch here? And, you know, obviously Audis Tony is, is battled a little bit of an ankle injury. But you, you think there's a little bit of fatigue going on with this team right now? Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, I I thought that maybe there was, uh, especially, you know, the first half of that Tennessee game, they were just getting steamrolled. Mm -hmm. But then they turned it on, and, and they fought all the way back. You go to the SEC tournament, uh, you know, I, I thought they looked great against LSU, despite you know even Jalen and, and JD not having their best games offensively, at least. Uh, and, but you're right, you know, in that Texas A&M game, it looked like the Aggies had the fresher legs, and they were playing their third game in three days. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a little bit of a you know an unfocused group. It was just really uncharacteristic that game uh, for Arkansas, based on what we've seen the last couple months. So I don't know, you know, maybe there is a little bit of fatigue there. Mm. And, and I also think part of it, you know, Arkansas has been going through you know, just this gauntlet of a stretch 
and they've been seeing all these teams for the second and yeah. third time. And so they, they're switching it up. They know how they want to defend a guy like J.D. Note. You know, they've seen enough of Jalen Williams to be able to make some adjustments and have some success on him. I think that's some of it. So I wonder if you get to the NCAA tournament, you're playing a team for the first time, and you watch all the film you want, but you haven't seen it up close and personal, uh, what a guy like Note and Williams can do. And I kind of have a feeling that they're going to have a bounce back uh, once they get to Buffalo, just from that fact alone. What's your plan coming up here, Curtis? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready to, to book a hotel, mm-hmm. which is nice. So we just got we just got approved for the credentials, got that email a few minutes before you called. Um, I leave. I was in St. Louis early in the morning. It's cra- airport security is crazy right now. I was for my flight to Tampa. I was there like three hours before my flight. I barely made it to my gate. It was, mm. it was unreal. So I'm going to get to uh, to Lambert Airport in St. Louis bright and early in the morning. Leave at 6:30 a.m. Uh, head to to Baltimore. Have a connection to Buffalo, and then I'm there. So mm. looking forward to uh, providing some content down there. Hopefully they let us get in. And, check out a practice i'm sure we'll have a media availability while we're down there and uh you know fit in some time to have some buffalo wings <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so kurt who do you like who do you like in this tournament what's your pick what's your final four pick you got it already uh you know what it's crazy i, I actually i just pulled up the bracket i was going to do that this afternoon mm-hmm. but um you know looking at it especially on that left hand side I, I think you might see some one seeds get bumped out there so uh, I think I'll, I'll probably I need to go through and let it shake out, but I like you know either an Arkansas or Texas Tech to get to the Final Four out of this out of this West region. Uh, I've, I've been a big Purdue fan. They don't play a lot of defense, but they got yeah. so many weapons offensively. They got a stud too. I like. Purdue. Oh yeah, Jaden Ivey. He's incredible. They got a seven foot two guy inside. It's tough. Uh, so I have my eyes on them. Arizona is a team over on the other side of the bracket. Uh, I, I think they've just been incredible this year. They've got some dudes on that team. So uh, depending on how the matchups shake out, that's probably a team that I'll have going pretty deep in my particular bracket. All right, Curtis. Anything else to add, brother? I don't think so. I think we covered it. All right. Well, enjoy Buffalo. <laughs> you had your warm <laughs> you had your warm weather in Tampa last week. So I well I I will I will enjoy Buffalo. I appreciate it. I looked at the weather and I was happy to see it at the highs. I mean they're in the, the low to mid fifties and maybe oh, that's it's good. not gonna be that bad. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I think of Buffalo I just think of a frozen tundra. But uh Heard yeah, that. that sounds that doesn't sound too bad. If you can get fifty <laughs> there. Yeah. All right, Curtis. Thanks, ma'am. Cool. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everybody. That's Curtis Wilkerson. Again, follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He has been with us for over a year and just does a fantastic job. And uh, a lot of his content is VIP, his breakdowns and analysis. is actually his tale of the tape with Vermont is actually a free article. We do do some free stuff, obviously. But um, most of his, like, player grades and um, all his breakdowns after the game, that's all VIP stuff. All right, we're going to get to Danny West next. Danny is going to – Inform us a little bit about the recruiting weekend that just took place. It was the second in a row for Arkansas and uh, had a lot of four stars. I mean, their recruiting is going swimmingly right now, to say the least. Danny, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just another big Razorback recruiting weekend, uh, coupled with the NCAA tournament, the start of spring football, baseball. So what's, what's not going on, I should say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Yeah, where, where do I even begin? Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about the weekend and and what uh, what all transpired. My head's kind of spinning, I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying that because this is 
I'll be honest with you, it's different than anything I've ever dealt with. Mm. You know, just kind of taking a step back and looking at the grand picture here. I don't know how to explain it, but maybe I'll try here. For the most of my career with you in hog sports, I've covered staffs that you get one class, you know what to expect, you know who they're on, you know who's visiting, what's real and what's not real, and Mm. then you narrow it down from there, right? But now, Trey, it's like covering two classes at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at some of these 2024s, and it's it's almost just as many of those that you know we kind of have to keep up with. They're making a lot of visits right now, so I'm not kidding when I say my head's spinning. It's a different deal. I'm not complaining about it. I mean, it's it's more work, but the work doesn't you know it's it's more fun when they don't suck and yeah. right now they don't they don't suck yeah they don't <laughs> <laughs> but no it was a big weekend uh i'll start with caden mcdonald i'm sure a lot of people are uh are concerned with that one four-star defensive tackle mm-hmm. out of sewanee georgia six, big three, time three, dude. Mm-hmm. yeah he can go anywhere i'm not sure if he's quite six three we may be a, a hair off on that but he's Plenty big, as he's we say. Big. But yeah, he's plenty big. And, man, they, they knocked it out of the park. I, I knew they would. I kind of thought they would anyway. And uh, and sure enough, you know, his mother's from Arkansas. She's still got a lot of connections here around the state. Caden said it felt like home. Mm-hmm. And typically when they say that, I think they're going to be in the ball game. Now, I'm not going to sit here and make a crystal ball prediction or, or anything like that. I'm not ready for all that, but – they're going to be in the long haul for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caden McDonald, big-time defensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, he's going to Auburn, going to Oklahoma. He's got a, a Florida trip, I believe, coming up soon. So a lot of competition there. Yeah. But, man, keep an eye on that one. And Georgia, then, too, right? <laughs> Georgia's in there, too. How can I forget Georgia? But, yeah. you know, I'm not not quite sure where he's at on their pecking, pecking order. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, quite a list, I'm sure. But, yeah, tons of competition for Caden. But, man. I think they're going to be in this one. I really do. Uh, you know, just I think he's going to be a guy that takes his time, and rightfully so. He's got a lot to figure out, a lot of options. But mm. that's uh, that's one of the headliners from the weekend. I'll, I'll give you another one. DJ Lagway, quarterback for the 24 class. You've seen him before, Trey. I mean, you've been around guys that are you just know they're big time. You know what I mean? They've got mm-hmm. a certain it factor about them. He's got it. I mean, this dude is – I think he's very clearly, to me, a top five quarterback in next year's class. He's got Alabama, A&M, Baylor. Mm-hmm. He can go just about anywhere. LSU, uh, I think Oklahoma maybe. Man, this is his second trip now. Now, I know he's a 24. He's only a sophomore, but looks like a million bucks. 6'2", 215. I would say every bit of it, too. And mm. I mean, just great dude. And I think they're in it for him. You know, I keep saying that. It sounds almost unrealistic at some point, even in my own head, you know, yeah. to sit here and say, oh, they, they've got a real shot with this dude. It's kind of hard to believe at times, but there's several like that. They're... I've never seen this much momentum. I can mm. tell you that much. Where is Willis, Texas? Where he's from? You know, that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard of Willis, Texas before. I'm going to look it up right now. But <laughs> yeah, but um, he's uh, he's six two two fifteen, as you mentioned, with a lot of options already as a class of twenty twenty four uh, quarterback. Uh, not ranked right now, as, as so many of the twenty four guys aren't. Caden McDonald mm-hmm. is uh, the number two hundred fourteen overall prospect in the country, number twenty three overall in the state of Georgia with. Yeah, a ton of options also. So, DJ, uh, 
uh, Willis, Texas is about, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes north of Houston. Okay. So, so a little bit east south. of College Station, which yeah. is probably concerning, but mm-hmm. down in that neck of the woods. But yeah, like I said, second visit here, he, he actually got offered by baseball. Uh, that tells you how big time he is. Dave yeah. Van Orn offered him before he left town. So yeah, he's big time. There were so many, Trey, and I've got a big notebook there. I actually just wrapped up another story on, on that 24 class. You know, we spend mm-hmm. so much time talking about this 23 class and rightfully so they're number three in the country, but man, I'm just, I'm blown away by the amount of visitors they've been able to attract here. It's, it's really impressive. What's next for them, Danny? What they have another prospect visit <coughs> weekend. Is there any kind of dead periods coming up or anything? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think you're going to see several guys make it to practice. You know, you'll see one tomorrow when you're back out there. Marcus Deal, he's a four-star offensive lineman uh, out of Texas. Mm-hmm. He's up here. He's got family ties, too. You're seeing a lot of that. But he's actually today. He was on campus yesterday. Today he's kind of spending time with uh, some of his extended family in the in the area. And then, of course, tomorrow he's going to go back and spend more time with the staff. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. It's going to be a little bit spotty going forward here in the next few weeks. I think they wanted to get most of their prospect days out of the way before spring football, which I think is a good idea. And then whoever wants to come up for a practice, you can kind of mm-hmm. you can hone in on those guys, you know, roll out the red carpet for, you know, a, a much smaller group in those settings. Arkansas still with the number three ranked recruiting class in the country. This is football. Yes, 10 commitments right now. Uh, but we're, you know, midway through March right now, and they're still number three. So number one class in the SEC right now. Georgia's right behind them with seven commitments. So, uh, again, we're not saying that Arkansas is going to stay there. But, man, it feels like they got a shot maybe to top 15 this this year. And uh, it's always it's always encouraging when you're ranked really highly early. You know, it's usually a good sign that, that things are, are going to end up finishing pretty well. So, yeah. Danny, anything else you want to add? Anything coming up? Maybe something I forgot to ask about? Uh, you know what? Not that I can think of. I mentioned Marcus Steele. Um, and again, <laughs> there's a lot going on on Hawk Sports right now. Yeah. Saturday's notebook is pretty filled up. But mm-hmm. I will mention Zaire Rayner and uh, Cam Fleming made the trip from Virginia, Trey. When's yeah. the last time they signed somebody from Virginia? A little trivia for you. Quinte Funderburk. That's right. 2011. He Good was here job. for a cup of coffee. That's I, right. I think, I think half of the spring and then he was gone. Yep, yep, that was a weird one, but that was it, 2011, so it's been a while, but uh, Zaire told me, uh, and he's a 2024 safety, big-time kid, Virginia Tech, Penn State, he's got him. Mm-hmm. He told me Arkansas is number one after leaving here on Saturday, so again, there's another one to keep an eye on, and his teammate, Cam Fleming, is a 2023 corner that they offered after he wrapped up here on Saturday, so they're coming from all over, buddy. It's a lot to keep up with, but we're, we're doing our best. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and, uh, yeah, keep us informed. Cool. <laughs> all we'll right. see you. All right, later, Danny. All right, everybody, again, if you haven't followed Danny West, at Danny West 247 on Twitter, most of Danny's content is VIP, so you do need a VIP subscription. Uh, to sign up or to to read his content, which again is half off right now, fifty percent off until ten fifty nine p.m. Central Daylight Time tonight. Just to break it down real quick before we move forward, the last time I'll break it down today, one hundred three a week, a dollar three a week. That's like fifteen cents a day. Four forty eight a month, fifty three seventy for the entire year. 
billed at fit, just $53.70 for the entire year. And I don't know. We like to say we like to say we're, we're the, we, we feel we're the best in the business, but we compare ourselves to other sites nationally. We're one of the 10 largest sites in the entire country at Arkansas, something that's not supposed to be done. So if you're wondering what people are talking about, why we're where we are in terms of standings in the, in the country, then this is a great, this is a great deal to sign up. Everybody signs up who joins our site on a promo. That's why we offer these. The hardest thing for us is to get through people through the door. They think they can get what we offer somewhere else. They think somebody else is out working us somewhere, and they get in and they realize that that's not true. Um, the Razor's Edge Premium Forum is worth the price of admission. Just some of Danny West signing day stuff is is worth the price of admission. So check us out. You'll be glad you did. We've got so many things coming down the road uh, as a site, as a network at 24-7 Sports, which is under the CBS Sports umbrella. So no promo code, just go sign up. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you listening to me, and I appreciate the support, not just from our subscribers, but also our free users, too. We do generate ad revenue. But if you want the inside scoop, uh, then sign up for 50% off today or $1 for your first month. What else we got? Arkansas baseball, I mentioned, wrapped up a four-game series with Illinois-Chicago. Grambling's up next Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Friday, March 18th, the start of SEC play against Kentucky. They don't get spring break because Wednesday it's Omaha. And then Friday, March 25th, it's Missouri for a three-game series. So it's getting started. Arkansas is on a nice little run right here. Obviously following a a four-game winning streak, six games total. Two over Southeastern, two of the three over Southeastern. So, And, again, once we get a little bit more into full swing with some more competitive games and stuff, not that these weren't competitive, obviously. <laughs> some of these were close, but uh, especially this last one on Sunday. But uh, we're going to have Andrew Ellis come join us. Um, but a lot going on with Razorback Sports right now. It's a really fun time. Um, love seeing the football team out there. All right, let's get to some of your questions now. Only the good ones. Chad Everett says, good afternoon, Trey Biddy. Hope the Hogs use that as motivation going into the dance. Woo, pig suey. I mean, I like the fact that Arkansas is getting little respect from, like, national and Not that they're not getting respect, but everybody's, like, calling this one as an upset. That's a good thing to me. It feels like once everybody gets on board with something like that, the idea of an upset, it doesn't happen. But they got to get J.D. Note going. They got to get Jalen Williams going. Isaac Riley says, great content. Trey, Danny, and Curtis, we big suey. Can't wait for football season and see where the basketball bracket goes. It's going to be fun. I love it. It's, there's nothing better than this time of year. We haven't – I mean, last year we had it, obviously, but it still wasn't quite the same, you know, because of the amount of people let in and all that stuff. Uh, Burn Bradley says, is anyone but me concerned Coach K making a lot of official calls because of his retirement? I'm concerned by that too. I almost feel like you get sympathy calls because it's his retirement to her. Carl Finkbeiner says, does anyone else travel as far or go through more time zones if we get through New York? Yeah. Marjorie, I haven't looked at it, but you make a good point. Marjorie Head Garrick says, Jay Will looks really tired, maybe beat up physically. It's possible. I mean, it's, it's a grind, especially, you know, these last few games. Everybody's playing for their tournament lives. I mean, Mike Cormier says, Willis, Texas, north of Houston. Gotcha. 
Marjorie Head, Garrick says, Willis, everybody's got information on Willis, Texas. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, we're jumping around. Judah Honey says, how's spring football going? We covered that pretty good, pretty good bit in the early. Now, just for the rest of the schedule with spring football, uh, they went Sunday. They'll go again. They're off today. They'll go Tuesday. They'll go Wednesday. They have like a light walk through Thursday, and then they'll send them off for spring break, let them get you know, both weekends and everything in full. Uh, and then they come back, and it's every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, up through April 16th. And then I guess they'll go Tuesday or – I don't know how the, the last week is because the last practice is April 23rd, and I think that's a Friday, I think. So I'm not sure how they'll schedule the last week. Dust – why am I jumping? So Dustin Hoofman says it's one thing to talk about recruiting, but another to go out and get the right people to come here, all sports at the top, and it shows year in and year out. Again, this is the last time that Arkansas – this is the first time, excuse me, the first time that Arkansas has recruited off a top 25 season, a winning season period in years. But at the first time off a top 25 season since 2011, so 10 years. That's one reason we're seeing this, and it's changed a little bit. I mean, there's been so many restrictions with recruiting, getting face-to-face -face contact with some of these guys, and that really goes back to, you know, building these relationships. Arkansas staff is on their, what, third class, I guess, technically. So, third full class. So, they've been able to, like, build some relationships with some younger guys. Now, it wasn't like maybe like they'd like to, being, you know, able to get out in front of them and stuff, but – you know, you're, you're starting to have these relationships built, and these are the guys that, you know, are looking at colleges, you know, from years ago. Hey, I think I might have a chance to play college ball. Um, and then there's Arkansas, you know, struggling, and they're struggling a little bit less. And then, you know, putting together a really special year, and things look good again this year. I think they're going to be good again. I mean, just looking at them right now, they look like they've got a team again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Losing my throat a little bit. Jimmy Julie Casey says, why is our 7-6 not getting – 7-6 center, I guess, not getting to play at all? Uh, well, he's 7-3, but, I mean, he, he Connor has had his opportunities. Uh, I feel bad for the guy because I think, he, you know, he obviously came in and it feels like he has kind of regressed a little bit. Uh, he's shooting like 7% from three-point range, so the three's not even falling for him. When he first got to Arkansas, he was like lights out from three-point range. Well, I watch him in practice and stuff, and I mean like not just shooting around, but like, you know, going full court play. I mean, but I don't know. He's just – he's he doesn't seem as good as he was when he first got here, but that's the main reason. I mean, they're not going to – Musselman doesn't play a lot of guys, eight guys, something like that, and he's just not in the mix there. So – Aaron Anderson says, I know it's early, but I'm excited to see what next year's basketball team looks like. If we get Anthony Black, that would be huge. But we already have a huge class coming in. It's exciting. Yeah, I think they got a great shot. Just what I hear behind the scenes on Anthony Black, it just feels like they got a really good shot at getting Anthony Black in. So, it's crazy how well – I mean, like, we talked about this earlier, but, you know, I'm not sure what the baseball team is ranked right now, but they're top ten depending on probably who you look at. Um, you know, football team finished in the top 25. They're preseason top 15. I've seen them as high as eight. One person told me they saw them as six one time. So, um, baseball, basketball, football, basketballs. What is basketball right now? 15th or something? 
ranked. They're a four seed. Um, but all of, all three of them right now have top five recruiting classes looking ahead. <laughs> all of them. That's insane to me. I mean, it's not just on the field success, but the recruiting is at such a high level. It's fun to be a part of this and covering this team. And, you know, media people can say whatever they want. It's a hell of a lot more fun to cover a winner than it is to cover some loser team that you know is just not going to get it done. You're making road trips, spending all this money to go on the road and cover them, and they've got no shot. Um, it was depressing for a couple of years. I mean, like, there's always – like, I mean, the reason it wasn't maybe longer, you, you have a sense of, like, of hope with a coaching change, you know. And sometimes that goes away. Sometimes it doesn't manifest. But you have a sense of hope with a new coaching staff until you realize, like, oh, crap, this ain't going to work out. Uh, and then you're just, you know, forced to sit there and, and watch it <laughs> until changes are made. So, I don't know. It's good to uh, – it's again, I, I mention this all the time, but it's good to – it's good to live in the moment and make sure you're not looking too far ahead – I mean, obviously recruiting is fun, but enjoy this time right now because we know it can it can get taken away pretty quickly. So enjoy it. So many interesting other things going on in the world of sports, you know. I mean, Will Wade getting fired, Texas A&M not making the NCAA tournament. Do you agree with that? Let me know in the comments below. I feel like Texas A&M, I mean, I have no sympathy for Texas A&M, but I do feel like they had a resume that should have warranted making the NCAA tournament. You might disagree. I thought that they – the way they finished, I mean, they're 9-9 nine and nine in the SEC, which is up – I mean, the SEC only had six teams in. The Big Tw the Big Ten got nine teams in. I don't, I don't agree with that. Not that – not to slight the Big Ten or anything, but I, I felt like, you know, if you're if you're a 500 team in the SEC – even Coach Calipari said it, you know, if you're a 500 team in the SEC and you make a little run like they did in the tournament, and I can understand Florida not making – you know, I can understand, um, you know, obviously some others, but I really thought Texas A&M had a good shot to get in. Even Lenardi had, um, I think, 67 of 68 teams properly picked, and the one that he missed was Texas A&M. But too bad, so sad. Maybe next year. Enjoy the NIT, Texas A&M. All right, everybody. If you haven't given us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please do that. Go ahead and give us that five-star review. Sign up for 50% off at hogsports.com. And uh, tell your buddies about the show. Tell them about the offer. If they're not signed up and you are, make sure they know that this is the time to sign up. Okay? And, again, it's upgradable for monthly subscribers. So if you're paying full price as a monthly, you can upgrade to an annual for half off. Heck of a deal. All right, everybody. I want to say thanks to Curtis Wilkerson for joining us. Thanks to Danny West also for providing his recruiting insight. Appreciate all your questions. Appreciate you members so much and uh, you non-subscribers as well who uh, take in our content as well. We appreciate you. All right, everybody, we'll be back with you, uh, I guess, later in the week, probably Thursday. I'm not sure how we're going to organize things with um, with the basketball tournament and spring football, but I mentioned I'm going to start doing the show more often with spring football because there'll be more to talk about. So uh, planning on being back with you guys on Thursday. All right, everybody, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 